This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Sharks lose again, back-to-back, this time a score of 5-2 to two to the Pacific leading, well, I guess it's the second in the division now that uh, the Oilers have won, uh, Vancouver Canucks. So the Sharks fail to mount a back-to-back uh, strong performances, and we're left with more questions than answers at this time. I am joined by AJ Strong. AJ, how are you doing this evening? <laughs> I mean, let's just play taps already. Uh, it's, it is what it is, people. Welcome to the shit show. Everyone's invited. I mean... Is there any other way to put it? I mean, quite honestly, you can't, you know, <laughs> you can't shine a turd. And I feel like maybe there's been a little bit too much time trying to do that. And uh, yeah, the uh, the on ice production, the on ice, I wouldn't say effort because I'm, I'm sure that they're trying. But, you know, just the results are not there. And uh, again, questionable decision-making, uh, questionable decision-making on the ice, questionable decision-making insofar as the lineup changes are concerned, again, leaves us with a lot more questions than we have answers. And this was going to be an important homestand. It might be important for more ways than one. Well, look, I mean, prior to practice – we talking practice prior to practice yesterday for the Winnipeg game. They had tried out Ferraro with Burns and to the point where some of the beat writers were saying, Hey, looks like Ferraro is going to play with Burns. That did not happen last night. It did happen tonight. Uh, at one point, Ferraro playing a forward position on the power play. And I tweeted it out at this point. I'm surprised we haven't seen EK 65 centering Burns and Ferraro while Couture and Jumbo play defense because literally DeBoer has tried just about every other goddamn combination and, uh, the safe isn't opening. And at this point, (laughs) something's got to change. If you remember back, I believe it was November, end of November, 2005, the sharks were in a, huge downward trajectory. I think they had lost 10 games in a row and it was announced during a game in Dallas that Wilson had made a move and brought in Joe Thornton. Does Wilson have the ability to do that now? No, because there's no cap space. And who are you going to move? The only one right now really with any value is Dylan. Now you can sit there and say, well, what if we do another package deal like Wilson did, where it's three for one to get a big player in. So you look at maybe moving Dylan Sorensen and LeBanc or Dylan Sorensen and Dell, although I'd have no idea why anybody would take Dell at this point. Uh, it's, it's just, 
it's dumbfounding. It's bewildering how this team is playing this badly, but this is something we talked about coming into this season. I talked about it on an article on tealtownusa.com where it was, will Vlasic bounce back? Will the goalies bounce back? How do you replace Pavelski, Nyquist, and Donskoy and the 58 goals they scored last season? Short answer is, they haven't. Yes, and uh, if you want to be part of the show, thank you, AJ, for the uh, great introduction. You can go ahead and follow us on the social, of course, using Twitter. You can go to Instagram, YouTube chat, of course, where we'll be monitoring and taking your questions. Facebook, SoundCloud, and Reddit. Of course, uh, check us out on tealtownusa.com. Felix Chow with a great new article up, so go check it out. Oh boy. I mean, it, every time we do these wrap ups of the game, you know, going through the stats and, and things like that, it just seems like we are seeing a mirror upon mirror upon mirror of the same game. I mean, literally another five to two loss. Um, we can sit here and say, you know, if you want to know our thoughts on tonight's game, uh, you can go back and watch what we said for the Ottawa game. <laughs> same final score, same problems. Uh, yeah, I mean, and uh, you can look to the Bruins game. I mean, I think that that was probably the most pathetic game um, that I've seen in the last, you know, in the, in this season. But I mean, overall, statement. Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> Look, I mean the it's it is what it is. I mean that that was a complete a complete let down letdown. Yeah, mm. you know a shit show, a letdown, whatever you want to call it. But you know you you think okay maybe the sharks will continue from the from the good that they had uh, built up. You know they had didn't, done some good work yesterday. You know felt like they came in with with a. With a solid game plan again tonight of just trying to do, uh, you know, trying to outwork the Vancouver Canucks. You saw a little bit of the physicality early, but, you know, the results stay the same. 417, Brandon Sutter with his fourth goal of the season. Josh Levo and Vertanen with the assists, one nothing, And again, it's letting in a goal within the first five minutes, putting yourself down. This is an elite Vancouver team, and you can't spot them any leads, you know, quite frankly. And to have them spot a lead that early, you know, you're putting yourself in, in a hole. And quite frankly, I mean, what what is the t- statistics from last year? It was like 55% of the time when you score the first goal, you're going to win the game. Somewhere in there, and this season right now, four out of fifteen, the Sharks have scored the opening tally. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's just, I don't know. It's like, how do you patch a boat that has leaks coming from everywhere? You right. know, where do you start? And at this point, it's you can sit there and go, okay, let's look at the goalies, Jones and Dell are not stopping shots that they that some of which should be stopped. Now of course there are some that they're just you you, you know Patrick Waugh and Marty Brodeur on their best day aren't stopping some of these shots, but there are there have been some shots that were completely stoppable. But you look at the goalies. Fact of the matter is the numbers 
you know, they're continuing what happened last season where it was sub 900 and it's consistent. You know, it used to be back in the day, you'd see that real crappy game from a goalie. Well, it's like, oh man, you'd look at it, you go, wow, he, he didn't have it tonight. Wonder where his head was at or whatever. And now it's, it's the inverse. It's now you see that one good game and you go, oh, wow, he really focused tonight. Wish we could see that more often, you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. And, and, you know, a little bit later on in the in the first period, we see a a weird bounce and we see a great hand eye coordinated goal by Elias Pedersen as fifth on the season. Brock Besser and Bo Horvat with the assists there. Twelve forty six into the first, and the Sharks are now down two nothing. But on that second shot, I mean you you've got to be moving side to side quicker than that. And you know, it was a great hand-eye coordinated goal, yeah, but, you know, this team right now needs a catalyst, whether that's a catalyst in the in net, which, you know, that would be, <laughs> quite frankly, a miracle at this point, a catalyst on the back end or a catalyst forward, but right now, this team has nothing to rally against, to rally around, and this team is lifeless. I mean, I mean just the body demeanor of the team after the first goal went in. You you could see that it was that it was going to be that kind of a night. I mean, they've they've set themselves up so much mentally that once that first, you know, crappy goal goes in, I I, I think that it <laughs> oh, Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like, you know, and you can look at at EK65 because I think to me he he kind of symbolizes what you know what's going on after that first goal is. I mean, you can tell by his demeanor whether or not he thought it was a shitty goal. And whatever. You know, that see the other thing too is that as much as the goalies are gonna get dumped on, and that's gonna happen, it's part of the gig. Um, <clears throat> but it's like every facet of this team is letting them down. You can sit there and say, Well, Jones and Dell aren't uh, you know, stopping stuff. Okay, yeah, that's true. But let's also take into account, you know, over the last, you know, I'm sitting here with my score sheet and in five straight losses, the Sharks have put up one goal, just right. one in two of those games. The other games, they put up two goals. So you can't, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. The defense is letting, you know, just, a, 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 again, the Sharks were outshot tonight. Granted, very small, 28, 26, but still outshot. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it, you look at last night, 53 to 19, still lose the game. You're putting a lot of rubber on, but of course it's quality over quantity. Either way, the defense is lacking. Forwards aren't scoring. Couture still sitting on one goal. Hurdle doesn't look like the player he was over the last few years. I mean, it's just, we, at the beginning of the season, we talked about like, Oh, you know, LeBanc at 17, Sorensen at 17. These guys should should pass 20, maybe even look at 25. Kane and Hurdle both pass 30. Oh, man, I wonder if both of those guys might be able to touch 35. Shit, I'll be surprised if any of them hit 17 at this point. I mean, they're just, they're not scoring. So it doesn't matter if your goaltender can't stop a beach ball if you never give him any support. Right, and I think the other 
the other thing there that that you're bringing up, yeah, the the offensive part of the game. But if you're not scoring and you're a forward, you sure as hell, if you're not scoring, you sure as hell be making sure that your own end is clean up, is cleaned mm-hmm. up. And it and they're not. I still see forwards cheating high in the zone, looking for the stretch pass, looking uh, to create that. Um, you know, those two on ones or, or three on twos, whatever the odd man situation. And they're not coming back down into the zone, helping out their defensemen. I mean, you, we saw it tonight. I mean, Brent Burns getting caught in his own zone and giving up the puck. Um, EK 65 getting caught in his own zone. He had no outlets. So he passes it right into the slot and you know, the Canucks get a shot on goal. I mean, it's the, those continuous continually making bad pl- plays within their own zone it it seems like whatever system that they have in their own defensive zone they're not following it you know because it, it, it's <laughs> just you know it doesn't look like there's any kind of system out there to be quite honest and and AJ I mean th- the thing that really got them through last season and when we saw the market improvement improvement happen was the play through the neutral zone the, the clean plays through the neutral zone, either having a, a defenseman lug the puck through the neutral zone or making those crisp one passes, one, two passes. We haven't seen that. The, the no. passing has been has not been executed to nearly the level that it should be at at this point in the season. Well, I mean, in, in all, you look at all the turnovers in the neutral zone as well, but it looks like just guys, everybody on this team has the yips right now. Like they're afraid to hold the puck for any longer than absolutely necessary. Afraid to shoot times, it. Yeah. Tonight, uh, LeBanc had an opportunity to shoot. He passes. Uh, whether it was tonight or last night, like Dylan had an opportunity. He passes. And so it's like, what happened to the shoot first mentality? Uh, and, you know, to paraphrase Jack Nicholson from the Batman movie, this team needs an enema. Like just this entire team needs the shit flushed out because holy hell, is there a lot of it? And again, it's where do you start now? Does Wilson decide to, you know, say, okay, well, (laughs) I see PDB trying all these combinations. None of them work. Do I need to make some sort of a move? Do we need to make it's honestly, who are you going to move? Dylan is really the only piece that's going to get you anything of value. And right now, with the way the defense is playing, do you really get rid of like your best defensive defenseman right now? Since that's the only one that will bring in anything of value, because who's going to take Vlasic in that bloated contract right now? Right. Not to mention he's got a no move. But that's one of the few things that you have. Or it's do you just keep calling guys up from the CUDA to see if somebody can stick, whether it's Bergman. Uh, you know, your Tynkin is not doing well down at the CUDA right now. We talked with Nick Nolenberger earlier in the week from the CUDA, and he was pointing that out. Uh, Schmalevsky not doing that Very, great. I think yeah, he's he's like a struggling. Minus 10, yeah. And so he's not having a good time. You know, Bergman has looked well. Uh, Kelman, I know that's not the right pronunciation, Lacey, so don't, you know, burn me an effigy, but you got a couple guys that are doing all right. But of course, the biggest standout is you have Cornosh, who has two shutouts in five games, is like a 188 with like a 928 uh, goal, you know, um, save percentage. And that to me, like, that, I, it makes me wonder, like, if you can't make a trade because you've got no cap space. 
you can't make any type of a deal and what you have isn't working like that literally might be like you're only out at this point at the very least it tells the fan base hey we're trying yeah <laughs> well and 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 you bring up su- such a great point with the actual situation you're in right because there's not enough money to make you know wheeling and dealing moves um and also, to another point, um, in, with regards to the defense, I'll, I'll give you one better. I think that the best defenseman that has played on the defense right now, Mario Ferraro, the guy oh. making the least amount of money, is showing up a $13.5 million defenseman. He's, 11 and a half. Uh, 11 and a half. Thank God it's not 13 and a half. But uh, 11 and a half million defenseman. He's consistently the only player I see rush to the puck every single time it's in his zone. You know, he's the only one that puts maximum effort every shift he's got. And 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 that's ridiculous with the amount of star power you have on that back end to not be playing at an elite level. I, I mean, this this is what the team is based on for Christ's sake. I mean, yeah. it's disproportionately more money spent on the blue line. You you gambled on the fact that, okay, I'm going to generate more offense from the blue line, so therefore I'm going to place my eggs in that basket. And the blue line is the worst part of the team, besides goaltending. It, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, and it leads me to believe that either the defensemen just don't care about the assignments that they're given or that Bob Mugner, Bugner might not be the right coach for an EK65. He, he might be okay for Brent Burns, but certainly not getting through to them. I mean, AJ, you're, you're absolutely right. This is not only a structural issue, but it's also an accountability issue, I think, as well. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. It, and I keep hearing from people, it's like, EK6. And now when I say hearing from people, I'm not only am I talking fans, we saw earlier in the week, the guys on TSN absolutely unloading on EK65. Mad, so it's like, Mad Dog or whatever, right? Something dog. Uh, whatever. But so, I mean, these are respect. They have a TV show in Canada talking about hockey. They must know a little bit about what's going on, but they absolutely unload on them. You listen to Boomer on the point on NHL on Sirius, and they're just saying, God, you know, when you're a when you're a fan watching a sharks game it, you must just be like on the edge of your seat and it's whether you're a fan of either the sharks or whoever they're playing because you have no idea what eric carlson's going to do he'll either torch you or you know torch the opposing team or he'll completely you know torch his own team by playing lazy or, or just unmotivated or whatever you want to call it, it's, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and to I've make matters up- worse, th- they used a screenshot of Eric Carlson laying on the ice. Yeah. Laying on the ice. And he's, he's on there for at least a minute. Who knows what the hell he's doing? You yeah. know, mind you, he just took a hit, but still, it looked lackluster and looked you know, like you didn't give a shit. And, and, and I keep, you know, I have to keep driving this point home. Why does everybody keep talking about EK 65? Because when you're the highest paid defenseman in the league, never mind on your team in the entire NHL, 
and you make a, so many of these questionable moves. I'm telling you, we're not focused on EK65 so much as if he's making half of what he makes. Right. But w- when you make the big money, you're expected to make the huge, the big plays. You're not expected to lead your team in the minus category. <laughs> so uh, it, it's going to it, it's gonna get focused on his contract will magnify all mistakes. That's just the way that it happens. Now, I mean, he was supposed to be he was heralded as like the second coming of, I don't know. Uh, no, dude, everybody pointed at this and used like Pronger and Niedermeyer with the Ducks as kind of like what they were pointing at, like these two stud badasses on defense. And like Vlasic was just going to be the awesome gravy on this, you know, on this dish. And instead, in, in how many times do we hear about it? It's like, oh, my God, can you imagine? It's like no matter what your defensive pair out there is going to either have Burns or Carlson or Vlasic, no matter what the situation. And these guys are so great and so awesome or whatever. And what has happened? And I go back to the one thing that, uh, you know, that I had said is maybe, you know, Eric Carlson is a great player. Maybe he's just not a great player for the Sharks. And Jerk has brought it up as well is that, you know, maybe it's a case of, you know, you already have a Brent Burns. Did you need another one? Uh, I, I mean, I, I was in that camp. I mean, you can you can have one defensive liability and cover for it, but can you have two of the same of nearly the same kind? I don't know. I I, I don't know the answer you know to that. Is? And currently, they don't have the answer to it. Sorry, redeem redeem Shimmick's going to be back on on Tuesday versus Chicago. And it's going to fix everything. <laughs> Take my word for it. No, <laughs> because, I mean, Shimmick will play tomorrow, three o'clock. For those of you unaware, uh, the Barracuda play. What is it? The Roadrunners, I believe. Yes, play the Roadrunners, um, and they're a pretty decent team in the AHL. Unfortunately, the Barracuda lost yesterday in the shootout to Stockton, who is killing it right now in the A. Uh, but that should be a good game to watch. It's puzzling that Shimmick did not play at all yesterday either for the Cuda or the Sharks but if and and let's be honest there's almost a part of me that doesn't want Shimmick to play tomorrow for the Cuda because I'm afraid there might be some quirky injury thing and then it gets delayed even further but I would bet that Shimmick will be back when uh you know Chicago is here but now the thing is we know that PDB has that predilection for righty lefty matchups who sits because he's a righty, Shimmick's a lefty. Who, you know, are you going to, and are you going to feel comfortable putting Shimmick and Ferraro together? Don't know. So chances are you leave, you put Shimmick back with Burns. But then again, if he's with Burns, he's going to be getting a lot of minutes. Do you want to put that on a guy that's just coming back? I mean, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of ingredients that go into this recipe. It's, uh, you know, you got to figure out how comfortable he is. It's, uh, I'm just saying, it's like, I just, I mean, yeah, there's no easy, yeah, there's no easy answer to this. Right. And there's no right way to handle, handle such a catastrophic injury. And I mean, just when you thought, you know, maybe the catastrophe was over, you thought uh, in this game where you're thinking, okay, maybe going into the second period, they will, um, you know, pull out the same kind of effort that they brought last game where they put, what was it? 20 some odd shots on goal in a second period. Instead, in the first 45 seconds, Jake Furtanen with the Jets just completely makes, you know, burns the defense and makes them look silly, drives to the front of the net, gets a shot on goal that 
may or may not have crossed the goal line at this point. You know, we can debate that all you want. It doesn't really matter in the end, but you know, he, he gets a goal and it's, you know, well, it's I don't know. Nothing. Was it a goal or was it not a goal? <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm beside the, the, the trying to figure out whether shit's going to be a, called a goal or, or not. Um, we've seen a Kevin LeBanc stick in the crease and thought, okay, you know, he's trying to poke at that. He has every right to, and it get called back for goaltender interference. So it just seems like it's going to be one of those kind of, of years from, um, the, you know, the NHL where it's spotty as ever. There's no clear, you know, understanding of what's going to be called a goal. What's going to be called back. You know, we, we see barely any, any evidence, you know, to suggest that it was a goal. Um, but then again, there wasn't enough evidence to maybe overturn what was called on the ice. We'll, we'll never know. I don't know if there was, if they called it a confirmation or they just called, they upheld the call on the ruling on the ice, but either way, I go back to what I had said was that, you know, it really, I'll complain about that when the sharks have a lead and, and that that has something to do with it. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, and another thing that we need to discuss as well is the fact that Meyer basically got demoted tonight, seeing time with the fourth line. Um, you know, that's one way you call out. And, and I saw somebody in the chat mentioning that they don't have a lot of, uh, faith in Couture's leadership. I mean, (laughs) it's, I can, I can see it from one aspect. If you look at it strictly from like, you know, well, look, the guy is not getting on, he's not producing points wise, but on the other end of it, you do see Couture. I mean, insanely honest in post game comments and calling out guys when it needs to happen. I mean, he's doing what he can to try to hold this group accountable. Again, I just, uh, and, and Gen X saying that there actually was video showing it did cross the line. Of course, you know, NBC Sports California didn't have that feed. It should have had the Charlotte sports net up, but I digress. Either way. Um, yeah, either way, at, the, at that point, the, the entire, yeah, the entire team slumped. Um, you know, they, they basically given up on that, on that game. Um, and then, you know, f- five minutes, 11 seconds into the second period, Adam Gaudet, there we go, with his second on the season, Bo Horvat and Stetcher with the assists there for nothing. Vancouver, the that you know, you don't even know what the hell's happening now. It's insofar as who's playing with who, you know, what the team is doing on the ice. I mean, it was just, you know, every man for himself at that point. You know, yeah. well, it, and. Fact of the matter is the this team, it's eleven of fifteen at home, none of them outside of the Pacific time zone until the very end of the month. And this is ample opportunity to try to bank some points and turn the ship around when you have all this time at home. And what's happened? You've already dropped two and you've got teams coming. Chicago, I don't think they're as, as bad as a lot of people think they are. Uh and historically the Sharks have not played Chicago that well. Then you got a crappy Minnesota game. By the way, oh my God, there was a there was a gif going around earlier. I guess Boudreaux lost his shit behind the bench tonight. Yeah. <laughs> was just losing it. So go find that. But you know Minnesota, Christ Almighty, you you can't beat Minnesota. And now you're at what one, two, three, four, five. That would be seven losses in a row. And then you've got a difficult Nashville team coming in, and then Edmonton, who is leading the division right now. 
It's like things are not going to get easier for you. So what, you know, like at what point, and this is something we talked about on the Pucknologist, there are people, when the Sharks started off bad and, and it was, you know, they were what, like two and four or something like that. Right. And people, people question those first four games like, oh shit, like what's going on? And then of course, well, you know, three weren't played with Kane and then a couple more games. Oh, and then they signed Marlowe. And then it's oh, and then it's the season still early. And again, I just go back to the idea of okay, if that's your argument, tell me when. Like you, you know, like what does the record need to be for people to be justified in hitting the panic button? Not, not only that, AJ, you're you're completely right from a fan perspective. But I think what's more interesting, and I think what's more worrisome, when the hell is Peter DeBoer going to give a damn? You know, he said he he said basically. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not worried about it. We're going through a slump. Well, you sure as hell better be worried about it. Yeah, but he's. You know, that's the face you put on to the media. You know, what he's saying in the in the dressing room is probably com- something completely different. Uh, but you know, you're gonna put that face. Uh, you know, it's you can't come out to the media. I mean, I get what you're saying, but there's no way in hell you can come out to the media. He has said a couple things like, you know, look, it's embarrassing. They look soft. I mean, he has used a couple key words. If I remember correctly, he did that, whether it was, I'm trying to remember if it was him or it was McClellan, but one of them, you know, no one, you're, you know, these are badass, badasses. None of them want to hear the word soft ever. So that is kind of a calling out. But again, it just, (laughs) you look at it, it's like something needs to change. What, what are your options? It's literally fire the coach. And then who do you replace them with? Is it boogie? Do you find somebody else? That's right. one thing. It's bring in Cornosh. Do you want to do that? I can't imagine they do. And, you know, you want to get uh, him more time with the Cuda, get him as many starts as possible. Uh, and I know that they're high on him. I mean, he went to the AHL All-Star game last season. That's, you know, a key guy that, they're, that they want. You don't want to bring him in and just throw him to the wolves right now, but at least it's one option. Again, you're going to get back Shimmick, I would imagine, in the next game or two. Uh, although, you know, it, again, it's like, well, okay, so we can patch one small leak with Shimmick, I suppose, but what about the... Shimmick is not going to be the guy who solves the fact that you haven't scored more than... Uh, or you've only scored more than one goal twice in your last four games or five games or whatever it is. Yeah, five games. Right, you right, know. and uh, to all 86 of you watching, if you have not already subscribed, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It's down in the corner. Uh, we've just put up the little graphic there for you, but we really appreciate it. We are here doing this after every game and breaking them down, whether they're crappy or whether they're good. And right now, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's hypercritical time. At what point time. does Hasso fly out from Germany is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, at, at, at this point, right? I mean, uh, boy, it, it's it's just not great. And going into that third period just to get get this out of the way and we can really kind of talk a little bit more about the structural stuff. Mark Edward Vlasic scores a shorthanded goal uh, with a beauty of a pass from Barkley Goodrow, which, by the way, probably a- another one of those that you can put in the category is bring it at every night, Barkley Goodrow. Uh, 
uh, Goodrow and Burns would get the assists on Mark Edward Vlasic's goal. Uh, but then Elias Pettersson comes back with his sixth on the season. Miller and uh, Besser with the assists. It's 5-1. to one. That came at 12-23 in the third. And then garbage time goal by Evander Kane. His eighth on the season, LeBanc and Carlson with the assists. And that puts to bed this game. Again, the Sharks lose it 5-2 to two and really not showing very, very many signs of life. Um, you know, don't let the score fool you. It was not even close. Yeah. And a- another thing that we haven't even talked about as well, and of course, why would we at this point? But, um, but it was mentioned last night and tonight a uh, lot of lot of fans dressed up as empty seats these last two games for the sharks oh i mean and and with the way that they're playing do they deserve to have oh. the fans coming in no i no i i feel you but i'm just saying it's like when you're a team and it's like you're getting your ass kicked and then you come out and you see it's like well i keep on seeing more and more empty seats out there it's it's just one more you know, brick or, you know, one more log on the fire that just burns in Wilson's office that something needs to change. But again, it's what, what do you change? Right. And at, at this point, I, to me, AJ, at this point, it's time to wave a goalie. It's it, it, it outright wave um, Dell. I mean, he's going to pass through waivers and that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. put up stash them in the in the in the CUDA. I mean, you get some cap relief, not a lot, but you get some cap relief by put burying a contract. And and quite frankly, that's the only the only easy lever that you can pull, right? I mean, the the mm-hmm. only easy lever is that or bringing up a a call up forward, right? Yeah, but then again, though the the thing is, is that it's. It, just hear me out for a second is yeah. it, it can be, I can understand that there may be some fans that sit there and go, well, wait a minute, you're going to wave Dell and not do anything about Jones when their numbers are like damn close to being the same. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if one was like significantly better than the other, obviously they would get more starts. And then if it's like, Oh, okay, this, this backup, we can't rely on him whatsoever. We'll wave him fine. You know nobody's going to pick him up, but the again go back to the the thing of well okay you're going to wave this guy sure but his numbers are almost identical to Jones what like literally what's the point and I, again I just the more that this team sputters the more fuel to the fire for fans that say now I'm not saying it's right or wrong so don't at me I don't want to hear it but. There is a group of fans that were, you know, they wanted to keep Pavelski and Donskoy and Nyquist, or they wanted to keep, a, a, you know, one or two of those three. Choose, you know, choose your pick. They wanted to keep Pavs and Nyquist, but they didn't care if they kept Donskoy, something like that. But either way, it was, here's this huge chunk of money. Do we throw it at this one guy, or do we keep these three guys, or do we keep around? Whatever, whatever it is, it just seemed like, you know what, the defense – Felt good. You know, you have Shimmick and Burns. And if you have, say, uh, Vlasic and um, uh, who's the other? Well, Heed. Okay. Yeah. Not a great analogy. But Ferraro is looking good. Yes, he is. And, you know, maybe you find somebody else 
who who's a right-handed shot on defense that's not going to cost you $11.5 million for eight years. Maybe you find somebody else that's more serviceable, that is, has a friendlier contract that will help fit your team and it allows you to spend, you know, money forward, whatever. It just feels like, <clears throat> excuse me, and we talked about this before, is Wilson so many times has has doubled down and hit blackjack. And this is the one time that he just might have crapped out with this dude. Like, this might be the decision where he goes, you know, missed it on that one. You know, it's like nailed the Thornton, nailed Boyle, nailed Burns, you know, nailed a lot of these, you know, ones that he brought in. This one just, you know what, missed, you know, missed the point on this one and crapped out. I I mean, as of right now, AJ, you're not wrong. I mean, I mean, in, in, in so far as can you in, teach that saying to my wife? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what we're 15 games into the season and, and you're not wrong. I mean, you know, that the criticism that has been um, levied upon this team is is warranted. Um, you know, we've got some post game comments right now coming for Couture talking about swagger. I, I really don't even care about swagger at this point. I'm, I'm cared about what the hell you're doing in your own zone. You know, it's 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 fundamentals. It's 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 not you you have to start from the fundamentals first before you can gain confidence, before you can even think about having swagger. Right. Yeah. Hold a on. Let me let me address something in the chat here. Evan Escher saying Wilson did not nail Burns. I, I wait a minute. Norris Hold trophy on. winner for a guy yeah, that's gotta, not in the league. Yeah. Well, it's like, wait a minute. OK, there were three pieces Okay, you you traded away Setaguchi, and we saw what happened with Setaguchi. Unfortunately, Charlie Coyle, which you know is is you know solid second line guy, uh, occasionally you know will top once in a while. But if he was so great, why is he why is he in Boston now? You know, and then a, a first round pick that Minnesota flushed down the toilet. Guys never you know the guy that they took with it. I don't think he sniffed a cup of coffee in the A, much less the NHL. So. And then in return, they got Brent Burns, who won a Norris, the first defenseman for the Sharks to ever win a Norris. It seems like Doug Wilson won that one. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. And with the impact that Brent Burns has made, and you look at the impact that those players that were traded for him, that's a win. That that's yeah. a that's a sheer win. That's a that's a almost a home run. You know, almost a. a a grand slam kind of, of hit there to me. Yeah. I, well, I, it, the, the thing for Wilson that is getting me right now is the fact it used to be that he would hand out no moves and no trades like they were candy on Halloween. And now it's term. Yeah. His new drug of choice is term. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, he's to me, it was like, God, you're backing yourself into a corner with all these no moves and no trades and you're really limiting yourself. And now it's okay. No, I'm going to die on this hill with Couture for seven years and Kane for seven years and, and Burns for seven years and Blasic for seven years. It, holy crap. And Jones for six years and EK for eight years. And, and here's the fun thing about, you know how every time there's a big deal signed, whether it's Yossi or whether it's EK, it's like, well, some team would have given him that money. If it's not the Sharks, somebody else would have given him that money. And my whole thing is let him. Like, you know, if they want to give him that money, 
that's fine. Uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, if you're going to build around this guy, you, you, you better figure it out and you better figure it out soon because you're stuck with them for another seven years after this. Right. And, you know, another interesting point there that you bring up, AJ, is the fact that there wasn't another right winger brought in, another veteran right winger. I know <laughs> that they had nobody. And hold on, I, Gen, I under... X, Gen X in the chat saying you have to give term to avoid giving the no move, no trade. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Term, money, whatever. I get that. Uh and in, then in, it's like, that's what you have to give in order to get. I understand that. Can we go back to the no five-year deals and more no move, no trade? Because <laughs> uh, these seeing these deals where it's like, wait a minute, when this runs out, Vlasic's going to be 39 and, you know, Burns is going to be 39 and... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, and you're 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 right. I mean, the the guy that I question why wasn't he even sniffed around is is Ryan Dezingle. That was a guy yeah. that could have been had in free agency and you look at what he's doing now, that's a player that you could have used. Yeah. Um, no, I I remember talking about him in the offseason. That was a name that I was definitely eyeballing, especially when Ottawa was just getting rid of everybody. Right. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm going through now the contracts right now and, and you look at the $2 million that Melker Carlson's making, you're looking at the, I don't have a problem with Carlson's contract. I mean, he's literally one of the only guys who is the pillar of consistency. He rarely screwed. Now, would I like him better at one, 1 1.2, 1.4? Sure. But the guy is the pillar of consistency. He solidly solid penalty killer plays defensively uh, i mean he's incredibly aware on that yeah he's not going to put up 15 goals you're lucky if you're going to get seven out of the guy but that's not what he's counted for he's counted on being that fourth line guy who's just not going to let a goal in while he's on the ice and for the most part he brings that is the contract a little on the high side perhaps I, i'll grant you that but I don't, you know, Carlson is not a guy that I have an issue with whatsoever right now. The fourth line, I don't have a problem with. Yeah. And that and that's saying something for, for a Sharks team, right? Because, you know, that was consistently seen as the Achilles heel of the team. But having them, you know, put more effort out there than, than you know, the top three lines, you know, it's just, it, it, it's whatever. It defies logic. I don't get it. But. You know, it is what it is at this point. And now it's like, what can you do going, you know, going forward? I mean, and we, we've laid out the 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 things that that can happen from a managerial perspective, um, you know, whether that be a bringing up a, a Cornash or waving a Dell or or, uh, you know, inserting a Radim Shimmick here or tinkering with a with a, a player here and there. I, you know, another thing that we haven't talked about is some more direct messaging, i.e. let's see what he, what Eric Carlson looks like if you give him a big fat 15 on his time of ice instead of relying him at, at a 22. What if you, you know, start to really yeah, but stick... Hold on, who's, who's going to take those minutes? It's not going to be heed. Well, give it to Ferraro because he's he's making you know he's doing everything else for Christ's sake. I mean, if you get what you're saying, but we know that PDB just loves those righty lefty matchups, and unfortunately, 
the, you know, you drive off a cliff after Burns and EK on the right side. Yeah, I, I, I agree, AJ. I, I understand the counterpoints to, to what you're saying. But again, this team is it, it's it needs to be held accountable for its play. And and you know what? The players who are who are giving a damn and putting consistent efforts out there need to be rewarded. And that to me is the most major failing of this staff. This yeah, staff. Yeah, I would like to see. I mean, once no, I I love this point. And once this game was just like, uh, you know, okay, and we're done. Like, <laughs> like I still think there was a sketch of hope when it was three nothing. But I think once it hit four nothing, uh, you know, one once uh, the and, and the fact of the matter is, yet it's another game where the Sharks give up a goal in the first five minutes of the first period, and then also give up a goal in the first five minutes of the second period. But I think when it was four nothing, right then at that point, you still have thirty five minutes left. That to me is at the point where you just kind of go, okay, you know what, f it. I'm going to wave the white flag a little bit here, and I'm just going to increase Gaudreau's time, Melker's time. I'm, you know, I'm going to yeah. give the second staple six. staple some asses to the bench. Yeah, no, I'm totally down with that. Yeah, and and, and again, a failing <laughs> Wait, on the coach. Twenty minutes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah <laughs> again, a failing on the coaching staff, which is just it's a head scratcher. It really is. Well, I mean, I think it's time for, I guess, the only redeeming quality about uh, tonight's cast, your reach around. What are you thinking? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. Well, we do this after, well, you know, we do this in the middle of every cast and uh, we go through the rest of the NHL. And we start off with the Oilers, and oh boy, do they continue to win and continue to look like Dave Tippett is actually doing something right up north, because the Oilers win it 2-1, to one, the final in OT. It is the McDavid-Crosby-Mano-E-Mano show, if you want to call it that. And, no, I don't. Dude, Dreisaitl is killing it. And Dreisaitl is the one who ends up being on top. Uh, you've got uh, Cave and uh, Dreisaitl with the goals for Edmonton. Uh, Brian Dumoulin with the short shorty for Pittsburgh. Oilers win 2-1. to one. The Rangers beat the Predators 2-1. to one. Uh, Rangers sitting right now at 5-5-1. Five, five and one. Predators at 8-4-2. and two. The Canadians fall to the Stars, and look who's starting to finally feel it a little bit. The Stars are now seven, eight, and one on the season. Canadians seven, five, and two. The Bruins beat up on the Senators just the way the Senators beat up on the Sharks. Five to two is that score. The Islanders beat Buffalo one nothing. Red Wings get shut out by the Panthers four to nothing. Maple Leafs beat the Flyers in a shootout. Kayla looks like she doesn't care about the Flyers. <laughs> Neither do most. Devils beat the Hurricanes. That's an interesting score. Five to three. And boy, you talk about another team that's kind of down in the dumps right now. The New Jersey Devils. And you consider the amount of talent they brought in during the, uh, during the offseason. And don't hey. look... At Don't. least one of the Hughes's played tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, 
Taylor Hall is uh, making his uh, his travel arrangements to go visit the league in the offseason. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> the Flames beat up on the Blue Jackets 3-0. Blues beat the Wild in overtime 4-3. Avalanche shut out by the Coyotes 3-0. Yeah. Who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? Exactly. The Jets win again, beating the Golden Knights 4-3 in overtime. Thank you, Jets, for nothing because you gave Golden Knights a point. Yeah, but hold on. Let's talk about that for a hot second. (coughs) It was reported today, I believe, that uh, Flurry might miss a little bit of time. This is a pardon the expression, golden opportunity for some teams (laughs) to beat up on the Knights because Subban is not you know the most proven guy and i forget the name of the uh like emergency call-up that they've had to play backup but boy if flurry misses any you know if, if he misses say the next two three weeks this is the time for other teams to take advantage of that because the golden knights don't have the best defense in the league by any stretch of the imagination it's just that their top nine are scary as hell and probably the best in the west so this is, you know, that's a team that's going to win shootouts. And when I say shootouts, I don't mean like a game that ends in the shootout. I'm talking about they're going to win games six to five or seven to six or something like that. So, oh boy, that would, uh, if Flurry, we'll see what happens. I'm just saying, put a pin in that one, keep an eye on it, see how much time Flurry misses. Right, right. And if if there's any chance for the Sharks to try and turn the ship around. Uh, you know, one, it's home cooking, but two, it's also you've got to uh, capitalize when your opponents are at their weakest. Uh, but with that game, the Jets now crawl out of the hole that they dug themselves. They're now eight and seven. So they're above the 500 mark. <laughs> so what you're telling me is every team that start off started off bad has like started to right their ship with the exception of the Kings and the Sharks. <laughs> oh, wait, no, the Kings won tonight and actually have <laughs> a better record. They have yeah. a better record than the Sharks. The Kings now sit at five and nine. They beat the Blackhawks four to three in overtime. Okay. Welcome, welcome to the basement, San Jose. I mean, you've earned it. You have earned it. You are, you also now have the worst goal differential in the league. Uh, I'm sure you're worst in high danger chances given. Uh, I'm sure you're, you know, shots allowed. I mean, you you are literally leading in every category, all the worst categories. You're leading them in, in all the wrong ways and taking a little peek here as well. You know, while the Islanders on a nine-game win streak, the Sharks now lead all the NHL in losing streaks now at five. At five, yes. The Sharks have lost five in a row. Currently, AJ, I'm sorry, I had to I have to correct you on one thing. The Sharks don't own the worst differential in the NHL. They were they wore the second to worst because Detroit's now oh, at minus twenty four. My bad, my bad. <laughs> I meant worst. I meant worst in the West, but yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm always so hyper focused in our our conference and division. I don't even. <laughs> you know, I show the east about as much respect as like you know the eastern media shows the pacific division so hey that's where i'm at hey you know if we're going by you know how much uh deserving that the team is of recognition but uh, but give it give it another game oh yeah there's room to figure this out yeah to to make it to the bottom yeah they yeah oh yeah 
there's certainly enough time. And it, just in case that wasn't uh, bad enough for you, we are now 29th in points in the league. Overall, we have nine points. That puts us on par with Chicago and Minnesota and Detroit. Yeah. Now, oh. and you want to hear even something more worse than that, if you want to just get this sure. even more down. Lay it on me. Ottawa owns a better uh, differential than we do. They're at a minus 11, and we are at a minus yeah. 20. Oh, no, it's 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 ridiculous. Uh, the um, But the other thing that uh, I wanted to point out, too, just for a hot second to get back to the attendance issues, I had multiple people try to give me tickets for both last night and tonight. <laughs> right. And it is, and I already have tickets to go this Thursday and I swear to God, man, it's like if it, Oh, I, it's, it's, this is going to, Oh shit. Is that the, Oh no, it's the Minnesota game. So there is a little bit of hope. I might be sitting there going, Hey everybody, I went to the game that, uh, the, you know, that they got their second win of the season. Right. <laughs> oh, oh no. Third, their third, what, home, when was, I say third, third home. home. Yeah. Third home. Yeah, Cause I was win. at the Calgary one. So at least I was there for the first one, but holy hell, this is, um, this is, this is going to be a remarkable November. People remember this, as I said earlier, we all remember that stretch, or you know, I could, to use the, the 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 phrase. I'm old enough to remember when the Sharks lost ten straight and brought in Jumbo. We're halfway there, people. We are halfway there with a five game losing streak. And remember, the you know the next four are at home. I mean, what happens if they lose? the next four which is at this point entirely possible because it doesn't look like anybody is on the same page right now you know what i'll 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 do you one even further i i think that if the sharks lose the next four pdb will be fired I, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, Ooh, someone's looking for foreseen points. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's time, you know, it's time to stop dicking around, um, you know, I and, just, and, and, and uh, do something. I, I, I see where you're at, but I, but the thing is, is like, I point to the fact that he signed a multi-year extension in the off season and, um, you know, uh, Kevin Kurz has talked about this a little bit saying that uh you know it's not only did he sign the multi-year extension but he took a team damn close to going to the final again last season you you look at that last game those injuries were huge you know you don't have you have a barely healthy EK65 hurdle misses the time you've got Pavelski with a jacked up grill uh you know there was some significant injuries and not to mention the fact that Jones sucked for those first four games against Vegas. Then for like the next 10, specifically against Colorado, puts together a string of solid games, gets his numbers back to where they should be. And this is the one thing that a lot of people don't point out about the series against St. Louis is Jones's numbers went back down during that series against St. Louis. But either way, I'm just saying that some people will use that as a defense for DeBoer that, you know, you take away a couple injuries, Jones pu stops a puck here or there. Maybe they're in the final again. Who knows? But they still signed a multi-year deal. Do the Sharks want to eat that money? Hey, you know, Hasso has money to burn. Perhaps that's a way to go. But again, like you're saying, I mean, what other move is there at this point if, after, if, they, if they go one and four over their next five? 
And this just in um, Shang uh, Shang Peng on uh, on Twitter. Oh wait a minute, has Devor already been fired? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, this is this is uh, a quote from Dell. The what the room is like right now. A lot of frustration. We just can't seem to get anything to go our way. We're fighting for it. It almost seems like the harder we try, the farther we get from it. Uh, Quicksand. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and and so. You got to throw the lifeline out there, and that, look, I I think for me, I I just want to see some accountability from someone. You know, somebody ha- somebody's got to to pay, so to speak, for these for these issues. And you know, again, you have to show to your star players that this is unacceptable. I mean, the level of play is unacceptable. Uh, Molrat also with a really good point, uh, counterpoint. <laughs> DeBoer was also one questionable call from getting from losing Game Seven at home <laughs> versus you know so uh, getting you know, shut out in Game yeah. Seven at home. Yeah, exactly. So I mean that's that's a great point to make. That it's again, it's a game of inches, people. It's he loses that and then it's boom. So it's you know go to the final your first year losing the first round. Uh, the next year against Edmonton, losing the first round the following year against Vegas, and then beat Vegas in the first round last year. But you almost lost. To, wait a minute. Hold on. Did they lose to Vegas? They lost to Vegas in the first round uh, two years ago, right? Two years ago was the first round, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's losing the first round to Edmonton, losing the first round to Vegas, and damn near lost in the first round to Vegas again last season. Uh, maybe PDB is shown the door if that in fact happens. And as our buddy Gen X has pointed out, and historically the numbers have, have bored out, is that PDB's first season is or best season is always his first, and it never gets better from there. It it does kind of make me wonder just based on those historic numbers, and if you take into into account what Mulrat said, uh it makes you wonder, like, why did you give him a multi-year extension? Yeah, you know, I, 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 because I... just Wilson's hand in term to everybody. <laughs> you get term, you get term. Everybody gets term. <laughs> it, it, it's almost like he's giving out term because he doesn't expect to be here when those <laughs> when those <Ooh>. extensions <laughs> are That's... are looking bad. That sounds like a Chiarelli move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh... I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, Wilson has had a level of, of of consistent play from his teams. He knows when to work the phones. He knows he's got a good pulse on his locker room. Oh, wait a and, minute. Jared's saying the Sharks lost to Vegas in the second round two years ago. I'm trying to remember. Who the hell did they beat in the first round? It felt like it was the first round that they got knocked out. I'm I'm pretty sure because it was the first oh, round. Because no, we were... no, 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 no. The uh, puck guy pointing it out. No, remember they swept Anaheim in the first round. Oh, yeah. That's, what, that's why I'm forgetting it because that series against Anaheim was like a blip, dude. <laughs> that yeah, that, that series went so damn fast. But thank you for bringing that up. I forgot about that. So anyway, it's... So he's 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 lost in every round now with the Sharks. <laughs> the final, the first round, then the second round, and last year the third round. You've lost it all rounds. All right, you've hit the trifecta. You've you know you've hit for the cycle, people. <laughs> I, you know, and I I I still go back to AJ, and even with subpar coaching or or quest, we'll call it questionable coaching. How about that? It'll be a little bit more diplomatic. 
don't you think that there's enough talent on this team to at least be at 500? I mean, you would think, yes. right? Yes, but again, I still go back to the point of, <clears throat> look, last season, the Sharks were... Go back and look at some of those scores. The Sharks weren't winning a lot of games two to one and one nothing. They were winning games four to three, five to four, five to three, somewhere a couple of six to whatever. They were out shooting uh, and outscoring a lot of their mistakes. Uh, you would, you know, you, and that was one of the things that I noticed with EK sixty five. He he does have hella wheels, and but with that groin issue, it's like he thought he was faster than he actually was. He wasn't able to outskate the mistakes that he would make. And so far this season, he's not able to, you know, outskate the, the mistakes he's making. It's again, do you think you he's had, still injured? I, I, I honestly don't know at this point. I really don't know what the only things that I do know is that the sharks had a plus 31 goal differential last season. They let 58 goals walk out the door. They didn't. Did you think you were going to replace them with EK sixty five at the point, or on the blue line? Did you think like how much offense did you really think was going to come from your blue line? And if you've got this, you know, it's not like you signed like the guy who's just an amazing shutdown guy. You signed a guy who's supposed to produce a lot of points. Right. But you're, you know, if you're not defending well, you're letting guys get behind you. You got goalies that are Swiss cheese right now. It's I don't know. It's, I think it's completely reasonable right now for people to kind of question Doug Wilson and his choices and, and the choices that he made that it's, I get it. Generational talent, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't shown that here. Uh, he, no, he, he showed it for about a month and a half, (laughs) (laughs) December and halfway through January last year. But if you, the other thing too, is that if you look at the numbers for him over his career, last season was supposed to be the anomaly. Like he typically, even when he was injured, he still performed well. Uh, and he puts up consistent numbers for a while, but right now he's, you know, it's, it's not the, cons- I would love to know what the point pace is. You know what I mean? Like, right. like what were his last three years in Ottawa ver- and what did those average? And like, where was he after 15 games point wise? with Ottawa the last three years he was there and at least healthy, you know what I mean? It's like, and so are they the same or at least are they in the same ballpark? Then you can sit there and go, well, okay, there is consistency there, but it's like, if he's off the mark by like 30%, then you're kind of going. And again, go back to the idea of DW just, you know, he, this was the bet he made and this might be the bet that he loses. Well, I mean, you saw what you got from the young core last year, but I'm going to kind of ask you here again. And, 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 you know, this is part of the scoring woes of the sharks. Where is Timo Meyer? Have we we talked about that earlier. It was the, the fact that Kane put up 30 Meyer put up, did Meyer put up 30 last year? It kind of felt like he did. Did he? Uh, Let's take a look at Timo here. I believe that he did. Did I think it was thirty Kane, Meyer and Hurdle? Yes, uh, thirty goals, thirty assists, thirty six assists for sixty six points. Yeah. Right now, Barkley Goodrow has more points than Timo Meyer. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, but th- that's the whole thing is that your guys up front, K- K- aside from Kane, 
And now, granted, that's the other thing, too, is that you look at a game like tonight and you go, oh, well, Kane had, you know, so many goals. Well, again, that's one of those things where I would really love to go over the course of a season and assign value to goals to better assess them analytically. Because tonight, Kane's goal gets, you know, for ranking them one through five, Kane's goal tonight gets a one. You know, it, it wasn't impactful. It didn't tie the game. Didn't give you. It was a garbage goal. Garbage goal, right? So yeah, so that gets a one. Uh, but the, yeah, I would love to assign value in rating the goals like that. But it's, I mean, Couture's sitting at one. Uh, you know, Kane is putting up points. But dude, LeBanc, my, and I mean, and LeBanc had that stretch where it's like he scored three consecutive games. But yeah, Timo, where the hell you at? Sorensen, what happened to the chemistry you had with Thornton last year? Uh, it's just, it's, it's again, this whole thing to me is just mind boggling on paper. This should be a pretty damn good team. But then again, though, you lost what would be a second line for just about any other team in the league and Pavelski, Nyquist and Donskoy, and you didn't replace it. And I go back to also after 2014, you let go of Dan Boyle. And you didn't replace him. You didn't replace that value. It's almost like Moneyball, you know, where it's right. kind of like we have these three guys that get this amount. Of, they average this amount of points. Where are we going to get that from now if we let them go? And we're not getting it. Yeah, I mean, Tomas Hurdle with a very quiet 12 points right now. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, you've also got Logan, who's got a I mean, he's he's got 10 points in 15 games. Mind you, one goal in 15 games. And he's he's called that out. He's like, you know, I can't be sitting on one. Hurdle can't be sitting on two. Meyer can't be sitting on two or whatever the numbers are. He's saying, you know, look, that line needs to produce more. You're absolutely right. Right. So I I don't know. Maybe do you do you need to put Hurdle and and Timo and Couture back on a line together again? Because we saw how that We've line tried everything else. Yeah, I know. Right. I mean. <laughs> I know that that destroys your center depth, but at this point, I mean, what else, what the hell else do you got to lose? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Again, Shimmick is going to solve all of this, people. <laughs> hell, I mean, make Patrick Marlowe your second line center for Christ's sake. I don't care. But, I mean, you need to do something because it's 15 games in. You've got four wins. You're on the clock here. And mind oh, you, yeah. mind you. You know, there is no solace going into the offseason next year because you don't have your first round pick. It's not lottery protected. I, I ran through the con the terms and conditions of that one. It was uh, yeah, no, miss playoffs not. 19. Uh, if so, then it becomes 20. If not, then it's going to be a 20, 20 first rounder. And so, you no, know, if, if that turns into the first overall pick, I, I'd say goodbye to Doug Wilson. Well, point. and talk about talking about picks, uh, you know, Jackal saying, you know, if you let those players go and you can't replace them internally, that means you draft for shit. And he's he's right. Now, granted, the Sharks haven't had, you know, historically, because they go to the playoffs every year, uh, they typically have a lower pick. We get that. But it's, you know, they obviously did well with with drafting Meyer. They did well with finding LeBanc in the low rounds. They did well drafting Hurdle. But then again, they shit the bed on Mirko Mueller. They shit the bed on uh, Goldobin. You know, there's a couple picks in there. Now, granted, they have found spectacular value at the low rounds. You know, they've mined for gold. Pavelski, LeBanc, I get those. 
But boy, if just a couple of these picks, uh, especially on the defensive side, imagine if Mirko Mueller ended up being the player that you would have hoped he would be. Do you need Eric Carlson then? You know what I mean? I mean, you can take that or, money and put it somewhere else. Or do you give that amount of money to, to Mark Edward Blasek, you know, at his age? Yeah. Yeah, um, I wasn't a fan of that by any means. Right. Uh, I mean, and and uh, again, it, it's just it's just you knew that that at some point the house of cards was going to crumble because it was a bunch of long-term contracts to to older players and and you knew that that wasn't going to be sustainable, but I don't think Anybody predicted that to be not sustainable this year, not sustainable, no. you know, going forward. So, uh, I mean, I understand you got to you have to, um, you know, you're not going to hit everything all the time and you will have to buy stuff from time to time versus drafting and developing it. But boy, could you imagine if it was similar to like the San Francisco Giants where all of their infield the homegrown infield? The, yeah, the homegrown infield, the pitching. Well, yeah. it was Kane or Lincecum or Madbum, that whole group. But they, but what happened? They had to pay for their outfielders. They couldn't draft and develop outfielders for shit for the longest time. But that's so that's where they had to spend their money. But what got them through is that great drafting and developing that they did uh, in the, in the infield. How great would that have been? It's like okay, yeah, we have to go and we have to buy a Boyle or a Burns or whatever because we missed on. You know, a lot of these defensive picks, whether it's, you know, I don't want to get into a whole thing, but it's, you know, look, let's name names for what they were. Doherty, Petrecki, uh, William Wren. If any of those guys pan out, maybe it it makes it that an EK-65 isn't something that you actually need to go buy. So you're able to spend that money elsewhere. Oh, I, and here's a legitimate question for you, and I'm sure you can't answer it, but what the hell has Johan Hedberg done to continue warranting his job? Uh, funny you should mention that because talked with Drew Remenda about that very thing on Halloween. <laughs> and uh, it's go and listen to, to what Remenda had to say about it. Um, it's, you know, he, he, he said that Hedberg is a very good coach and it it's, and it's it's the little adjustments, it's slight adjustments that even when your shoulder comes down, a, you know, a different way that you have to just those. It's like, you know, like a swing in baseball. One little thing can just throw you off. And so Hedberg obviously needs to figure that out between Jones and Dell. But again, it's a case of. I like we all love Jones that first year he was here Stanley Cup hello uh second year thought he was very good third year mm. last put it, year put, put it to you this way put it put it to you this way every year that Jones has been in the Sharks organization since the trade his save percentage has gone down year over year over year over year and and the only exposure, I mean, the only coach, goaltending coach exposure that he has gotten is Johan Hedberg. And well, we he, don't know what's going on. That maybe there's also some discussion between Hedberg and Nabokov as well. Right. So either way, though, the 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 coaching staff in regards to the goaltending has not figured out Jones. He 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 has continually declined as an asset since arriving from from um, Los Angeles, you would think that that should raise some alarm bells somewhere. 
And and that's also another option that the Sharks have is that they can literally bring up Nabby to work with them to do, you know, to see what, I mean, remember, Nabokov comes from the school of Strelo. Strelo, exactly. The, the, so, yeah. I, that, that guy was a goalie factory, so. Uh, yeah, and the Sharks were known throughout the league. They had pretty much the, the, the reputation that Nashville now has for goaltending, where it was, any kind of goaltender you can pluck out of the shark system, you better go get it right. You get you 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 turn Toscala into Logan. You you get Kiprasov and you turn him into Mark Edward Vlasic. You have an incredible career by Evgeny Nabokov. I mean, it was the goalie factory. Hell, Johan Hedberg came from the Oosh. Warren Stralo <laughs> school, right? And and. So, again, I ask you, who in the organization is looking at the statistical trends of the goaltending going down year over year over year? I I don't know. You you looking for a a gig? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Start emailing them the statistics. I mean, I'm quite sure they're looking at this. And you know that Doug Wilson, uh, you know, he's on the phones every day talking to people up until, you, you know, he used to say every day for him is like deadline day. On the calls, talk. I'm sure he's doing that, um, but is uh, you know, like, what is it going to take? You know, like, how many more losses? How much worse does this have to get until we see something? Now, again, you don't want to do something for the sake of doing something when it comes to you know movement, player movement, and whatnot. You don't want to just say, oh, okay, shit, let's just. Somebody's going to give me something for Dylan might not be the most value, but I'm desperate. And the other teams are going to know that. So let me just move this. And then if it doesn't get any better, well, that was a huge mistake, you know? So that's why I look at it. It's kind of like, you better just figure out, you know, the whole, the answers in the room thing, whether it's do what you can with what you have, at least for right now, maybe you bring up Cornish. I'm not the biggest fan of that, but at least it's one thing that you haven't tried yet. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you've tried everything else. Right. And and just just as how you're saying, okay, how many games does it take before we can be alarmist? How many games? How many games? Well, I'm asking now, what does the save percentage have to be before we become goalie alarmists? You know, well, Chris I, makes the the point that it's not straight goals against and save percentage, it's also his numbers against low and medium danger chances and they're scary as hell. And the Sharks are like I said, like leading the league in high danger chances allowed, shots allowed. It's it's insane. Like you would, at some point, I swear to god, okay, for those of you who don't know, about 20 years ago there was a big series between the Sharks and the Blues. And it was right when the internet was coming up and Chris Pronger was losing his mind. So some inventive people printed out this huge banner just said bigwhinydefenseman.com. At this point, I think we should bring it, print out a big banner that just says naturalstattrick.com slash Martin Jones. Hang that up in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it seems like, AJ, we've we've gone through the myriad of of different things. Uh, oh no, Anthony Sanchez! Don't joke around like that with the uh, Wilson kids, <laughs> Haley that's, from New York. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's always been the key for the Sharks. Oh wait, things aren't going right. Bring in Michael Haley; he'll <laughs> fix everything. 
I mean, I, again, we, we, we've beaten this dead horse uh, so many different times, and we appreciate all. We topped out at around 90 tonight, so we appreciate all 90 of you watching. Uh, yeah, I didn't see donations in the Super Chat, but that's fine. It's fine. You know, yeah, no, I'm kidding. You, you, I'm kidding. you can't win them all. No. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, want to donate when the game is looking like this either. Oh, right. Um, so, AJ, I mean, let's just get your final thoughts and, and where the people can find you uh, going into the next week. My final thought, Spin Drift makes an incredibly good sparkling water. These are really good. Um, I mean, we're, we're rolling out a new Pucknologist with any luck tomorrow. Might have to debut Monday. Also planning on talking with Jamie Baker sometime in the next week to get his take on what's going on with this team. Um, but I don't, you know, it's, I, I don't have, I mean, well, I mean, I've offered all the answers that I can possibly think of at this point. Um, again, I just go... You know, I, I I feel like I want to be that guy in the meme who's sitting at the table that it says, you know, prove me up. What is it? So, like, tell me I'm wrong or what, you know, there's yeah. a statement and then it says, tell me I'm wrong or prove yeah. me I'm wrong, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I want to be that guy right now that just says EK65 was a mistake. Tell me I'm wrong, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Uh, I've, you know, I said, I think I've been pretty consistent. I said it from the, initially, I never thought that they would get him to begin with. Then I never thought he was going to resign. Um, and maybe that's just me. Just, I don't know. There's just something, I got a vibe about this guy and I was just never a fan and until he, you know, is one of the key cogs to get this thing going in the right way. It's hard for me to root for the guy. I mean, I want him to prove me wrong so bad. I want him to win the next three Norris trophies, but I just, I don't know. You, you look at all that, you look at that money, what you could have spent that money on elsewhere. It's a, just, a, again, it's one of the things where it's just kind of like, I can kind of see it from both sides. So don't at me. I don't want to hear all the EK 65 defenders coming at me saying, Oh, well, if Jones could stop a beach ball, then it wouldn't be EK's fault. Uh, it still comes down to the fact that EK is leading to a lot of high danger chances He's, he's a turnover machine and I'm not the only one saying this. So at other people first, before you come at me, uh, <laughs> uh well, where the, can they at you? Yeah, exactly. On the social, uh, AJ underscore strong. And I'm really don't want to put, Oh, wait a minute. It's right underneath <laughs> me. It's right there. Uh, but yeah, AJ underscore strong. Uh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, I want to go back. Uh, Patrick, Hey, could you make that a banner and stick it next to the Western conference champions banner? <laughs> uh, yes. Gen X, if you could get on that, if you could create a banner hanging from the rafters that just says Martin Jones, natural, logo, stat natural stat com, <laughs> you know, 2017 to 2020. Um, but anyway, if you could get on that, I'd appreciate it. AJ underscore strong on all the social media stuff. Uh, and that will, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Again, look for a new Pucknologist. And uh, if I can give you anything to give you just a shadow of solace, something to at least end this night on a good note, I have two things for you. First off, the 49ers are 8-0. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly... 
uh, there's a new Saturday Night Live on tonight. <laughs> so so none that. of those are sharks related, and uh, and, that, and, that, and that really goes to say how much I don't have for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm at Eric Landy. You can find me on all the social media garbage using my first name and my last name. As far as my final thoughts go, um, right now the the, the sharks um, they are in you know in in a bad way right now. And I think it is time to stop coddling superstar players. I think it is time to, uh, you know, cut to the chase and uh, for somebody to be held accountable. And I don't care how exactly that's going to be done, whether you want to do that in ice time reductions or you do it in trades or you do it in call ups. But accountability is the name of the game for me. I know I know when we're going to get to critical mass is when the guys on the broadcast actually have a bad word to say. That's when we're at critical mass. Oh boy. That's another, that's a, that's for another cast. Maybe after, after the game on Tuesday, because uh, quite frankly, I don't have any hope, but don't have hope going around uh, that they're going to be that much. There's going to be that much different coming out. Uh, oh dude. Whenever I, it feels like whenever I, I breathe, just a hint of like smoke comes out because of all the smoke that has been blown up my ass over these last few games about how no the sky isn't falling (laughs) well if you uh we appreciate everybody hopping on tonight uh thank you aj and uh thanks to everybody let me see if i can't get this right keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal thanks everybody for joining us